Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to SpinFL. What's up, y'all? Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, Sora. Two Americans living in Sweden, talking about grocery shopping. Yeah, let's about, go grocery shopping. <laughs> uh, switch it up. I'm sorry that I used the same example for those of you that want some behind-the-scenes information. Do, do you uh, do you ever get the feeling like we've we've been here before? <laughs> <laughs> the surprise element is gone. <laughs> uh, the grocery shop was supposed to be a special treat, and uh, I did it, but I forgot to hit record. And um, an hour and thirty-seven <laughs> minutes later, we are still no. Thank here. God. No, I know, right? I was just, <laughs> we I was were, just looking yeah. around. I was like, "Oh shit, we're not recording." Uh, mm. Sorry. So for we had this great deep conversation about life and right. about. Uh, uh, Skiff told the story of the birth of his children, and yeah. um, I yeah. uh, I told the story. I, this first time there were tears on the yeah. podcast, and now and I don't then, feel like telling the story no, again. So we're of just course, gonna, it's drained. You know, it's in the ether. It'll it's just it's, <laughs> it's just floating in space. Yeah, I'm sorry, man, uh, but we'll we'll get right to it. I mean, well, one thing I do want to say. Is that tomorrow, uh, well, Thursday, for those of you listening on the day it drops, but um, there's a documentary about parenting. It's called uh, Drum Papan, The Dream uh-huh. Father. And uh, I'm in it, man. We're, I'm talking about uh, fatherhood. Oh, and, dope. Uh, yeah, trying to where, be. Where is that? What is it's going to be on um, uh, SVT. Nice. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah they, they kind of profiled me a little bit and talked to some other dads. There's one dad who uh, left uh, Afghanistan um, and he's talking about trying to raise his child under uncertainty. Wow. He doesn't know if he's going to have to leave the country. And then there's another dad who's raising a a child who's uh, dealing with cerebral palsy. Another uh, father that's uh, homosexual and is dealing with, uh, he's a black homosexual man that's a father. He's trying to deal Mm. with teaching his son about racism. And then there's me, the... uh, entertainer and a father with daddy issues right it's a really good uh i really like it the way they did it that's cool yeah Yeah. shout out to we got father's day this sunday oh yeah Uh, maybe that's i didn't even put it together i always forget is it no you didn't put it together (laughs) i did not Uh, i was like oh they're talking uh, about dads on tv (laughs) yeah it's father's day this sunday in sweden um which you know i mean i guess yeah we dads are out here fucking... You're a good dad, man. I look up to you, Skiff. Doing our thing. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I've already said to my kids, like, I don't know. It's kind of up to you what you want to do. I mean, if you think that I deserve cupcakes on Sunday, then go ahead. By all means, make cupcakes, you know? <laughs> um, but maybe, I, maybe I'm not 
that yeah. great a dad. Maybe yeah. I just deserve some like store bought fucking <laughs> chocolate chip cookies or something. Those those ones that are all dry and crumbly uh. and shit. <laughs> I mean, um, it is the fall. If you want to put some pumpkin spice in, hey, hey, by all means. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to make carrot cake cupcakes with that, you know, little icing on top, you know, and I don't know, sprinkles. If I, 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 it's up to you. To me, that says I love you, Dad. (laughs) If you think I deserve sprinkles, then sprinkle away, my children. Uh, exactly. I keep telling him, I'm like, I'm leaving this all up to you. Like, Are you really? It feels like you're telling us what to do. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't listen to me. I got, I got nothing for you. They're like, Dad, we know passive aggression when we see we are in Sweden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the other thing we have this weekend, or at least I think, I don't know, in season hard knocks, Arizona Cardinals, mm, yes. supposed to premiere Wednesday. Um, in the States, I don't know, I, our, our hard knocks when it came here with the lions premiered in Europe on Fridays. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look for it. Hopefully it's in the NFL app. I looked yeah. last year. I wanted to see the Colts win. I couldn't find it. So I don't know. I mean, Duncan on Cliff Kingsbury has become like a real pastime <laughs> for us. So, so normally it's, it's I wouldn't catching care on. about this, but, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think people, people have know. eyes. <laughs> People know. I mean, you have to be an idiot not to see it. I'm also kind of interested, you know, I mean, whatever. I kind of defended Kyler Murray a few weeks ago for for having what a lot of people were calling a temper tantrum mm. uh, on the sidelines. Um, but that problem appears to be continuing. Um, I mean, I saw him this weekend getting into it on the sidelines with D-Hop. He's yes, like, I saw okay, well, what's going on here? Like, so there's some there's some real drama. Hmm. There's a car crash waiting to happen in this Hard Knocks, uh, and I'm here for it. So I'm kind of fascinated to see where it goes. Quick thing about Kyrie. I mean, uh, Kyrie. <laughs> He's got other <clears throat> issues. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but about, <laughs> about Kyler, um, do you uh, – what offense would you like to see him in if you could move him around? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, if if they get rid of Kingsbury, what system is like? If you could put it over there, uh, recency bias mm-hmm. uh, kind of has me thinking um, Seahawks. Seahawks. So get him a nice running back, kind of lean on the running game, and then let him make decisions yeah. from the pocket. Because I mean, I, we'll I, get I into get this. him on the move a little bit. We'll get into this later when we talk about that game, but there was a there was a moment in, in the fourth quarter where I felt like Geno Smith, like literally transformed into Kyler Murray mm. for for like about yeah, six yeah. or seven minutes, and it was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> it yeah. was bizarre. Yeah, uh, it might be. I think but he, it's also I, probably because he is Geno Smith, <clears throat> and there's like nobody expecting him to move out of the pocket like that. Right, but I just mean they kind of adopted that similar game plan, mm-hmm. or it was, or it was like Pete Carroll just kind of gave Gino the thumbs mm-hmm. up, like, "Hey, go win us this game. Mm. Let's yeah. let's go off script here for a minute and and yeah. and do That's your a good thing." One. I think Kyler Murray would would be an interesting fit in in Seattle, especially with Pete Carroll and with all those weapons where you don't have to where you don't have to shoulder all of the responsibility for the offense as well. I got one for you. Each each individual, each individual coach. Each- the Eagles offense might be a good one, or the Eagles style of offense might be a good one. They keep them uh, moving a little bit. They don't put too much on Jalen Hurts, but then when it's time, he's got to make those strikes. And Kyler Murray's got a fucking cannon. That's true. So, yeah. 
Speaking of each and everyone in the building. Yes. Sergeant Segway. Sergeant Segway. Uh wow. What is this? What how are they are they what the Eagles win again 29-17 against the yeah. Texans? Yeah. And and they are what what are they eight and zero? Not eight and zero. They had a bye week. Yeah, they're eight and zero. Um, Pierce looks good. <laughs> he does. They hung in there. Um, I mean, they put up a fight. Damian yeah. Pierce, twenty seventh carries, hundred thirty nine yards. Mm. Um, they clearly took advantage of the fact that the Eagles were without my man, former Bulldog Jordan Davis. Uh, <laughs> you know, which obviously. You know, he's an important piece. He just happened to go to the University of Georgia. It's not my fault that all of those things go ahead. Skip. To how, be true. how is the University um, of Georgia doing? Well, you know, I mean, it wasn't really a huge <laughs> deal. It was it, we were we were horribly disrespected when they ranked Tennessee number one mm. and then shifted Georgia back to number three. Mm. Uh, and and then for some reason, we're like, oh, gosh, if only we could know which team was better. Oh, they're playing each other this weekend. <laughs> Uh, and, and then that happened, uh, and Georgia absolutely fucking boat raced him. Mm. I mean, the crowd forced it, probably at least like eight pre-snap penalties. Yeah. It makes you I feel mean, like they, Cliff Kingsbury was on the side, sidelines over there. Bro, bro. It was, it uh, was hot. It made, we're going to get to the Falcons, but you know, mm. uh, the Bulldogs game on Saturday made, made that Falcons debacle, um, like I'm just like okay, fine. It's you can't hurt me. <laughs> you just can't. The Falcons can't hurt me like that anymore. Uh, right. Uh, the Eagles—they've well, been playing cream puffs. True. And um, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like you I, they can't control it, but obviously you can't control it. And uh, and and you have to give them credit. I mean, they they did. I mean, they were tied at the half and. They made the adjustments they needed to make. Mm. Uh, Jalen Hurts starting to started to hook up with AJ Brown. Mm. Um, obviously, Davis Mills, you know, throwing a couple of picks was pretty helpful uh, for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just think Davis Mills is in a terrible situation where. Yeah. What's he supposed to do? You know, he's got to go out there and try to win the football game, but. And he, he is, man. He's giving a valiant effort every time. Second year quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he might. He could. I think he's got potential to be in the top half of the league of quarterbacks. I, if he was on a good team, I would have. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Eagles fans, you must be stoked. But at the same time, I, I'm telling you, if you run up against a real football team in the playoffs, it might be an early exit. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll see. I don't just know. I don't want that. They seem pretty smart. The coaching staff over there yeah. seems very smart. Yeah, man. Um, we were talking shit about Nick Sirianni when uh, the, when he got hired and after the first press conference, mm. we were like, is this going to last? But he seems to be pretty sharp. Mm. He doesn't call the plays, right? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't think he calls the plays. I never see him with a play call <clears throat> sheet uh, or like looking at it and I don't ever see him talking into the mic, mm. into the coach and the quarterback's ear. So, um, so what I'm does he do? Think- is, he just a, is he just a rah-rah guy? No, I'm saying he probably puts together the offense. He probably put, you know, what I'm saying puts together the game mm. plan and all of that. But then, mm. fucking coaches on the side mm. and other mm. coaches, including my team's coach, should mm. probably take a little uh, take notes on that and not call mm. the damn plays. 
I don't know. And I'm not saying Miami looks great, but I'm just saying, like, let the coaching happen. Because sometimes Miami has a – we could talk about it when we get there. But a lot right. of these coaches seem like situational football <clears throat> is, is too much to handle while they're trying to call plays. <clears throat> yeah. It's hard to do two things at once. Um, like, <laughs> like, it's really hard. Like <clears throat> and podcast. Yes, or or run while also holding the football, which kind of brings us to the next game. Uh, Falcons versus Chargers. Oh, my God. What was the Mina Kimes tweet? What did yes, she say? Mina Kimes said uh, the Chargers chargered, yeah. but then the Falcons falconed, and the Chargers yeah. won. <laughs> exactly. It's a perfect, perfect summary. Uh, uh, this is great. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to be honest. Like, I, I actually felt like the Falcons had a pretty good chance to win this one going into it. You picked it. Yeah, you picked the Chargers. I mean, no, no, I picked them to win. But then when we went to bet, we bet on the Falcons. Like, we were yeah, like. Yeah, and I it. and I also picked them in our, our ESPN pick them. I picked the Falcons to win this game. Mm. Um, I mean, the Chargers have difficulty stopping the run. They were without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um, we happen to be quite good at running the running the ball. Um, I mean, both of these teams are pretty well known for blowing leads and losing close games. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the Chargers, I think they got like an up close lesson, like really up close. Like you take a look carefully and you can see how when it comes to losing <laughs> and I'm talking about losing as an art form over here, <laughs> nobody can lose football games like we do it down in the A because that's what we do. <laughs> Um, let's get Mariota out of the way first. He Mm. was dreadful. 12 for 23, 129 yards. That's a nasty stat line, man. That's fucking gross. And and he would like, he missed Kyle Pitts on a wide open walk-in touchdown by five yards. I mean, there was nobody, nobody near the guy. All he had to do was just put it in his hands and it would have been a touchdown. I rewatched that game because I wanted to see Herbert. I wanted to see what he looked like with the... Without the big weapons, because they, huh. they were short. Uh-huh. Um, and so I rewatched Dang. it, and I was just like, damn, when Mariota was... Sometimes yeah. I just felt... I felt bad for the Falcons. How much yeah. worse can... Like, I mean, I know Mariota gets yards on the ground, and he can get out of stuff, but how much worse can this rookie be? I You know, it, it's hard, because the thing with Mariota is that he does this... Right. Where he has like a bad game and then a good game and a bad game and a good game. Yeah. And it, it makes it almost impossible for Arthur Smith to really justify going to Desmond Ritter. To, you know, it like I almost feel like the only way we're going to see Desmond Ritter is if Mariota gets injured. Mm. Honestly, it, because he's kind of put them in a difficult spot. Um, which like, is a shame because our run game is yeah. like, I mean, we're like top five rushing team. And I can't remember the last time I could say that. Um, I mean, Tyler Algiers had a day with 99 yards, scored mm-hmm. a rail Patterson back. <laughs> he only had 44 yards, but he had two rushing touchdowns. And one of them was like, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, he destroyed that man's soul. He yes. just like ran right through him. It was the Madden boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <clears throat> That was so, great. I was glad for him too. First game back, and then they didn't put too much, too much, too many miles on him. Rest yeah. him a little bit. Yeah, ease him back into it. So, for those of you who missed the way this game ended, I, I highly <laughs> encourage you to go back and watch. I can't imagine the short highlight version is all that great. 
Try to find the the game in forty version, mm-hmm. and, and just and fast just skip, forward to the last and, five and minutes. just fast fast forward to like the last five minutes, because uh. um, it was it was a very much like a back and forth affair, very close to the whole game. Um, Y'all were up ten and, at one point. Yeah. Right, didn't you jump out to ten zero? Then they jumped up to fourteen ten. I remember. Oh, mm. yeah. damn. Yeah, and obviously, like again, you, skipping to the end is the right thing to do here. I mean, because the Falcons. Just the way that they managed to sort of figure out these like unthinkable ways to lose, right? Like, if I wrote down exactly how this game ended, like in a film script, I think the producer would probably look at me and go, This doesn't make sense. Like, why would this happen? Change it. <laughs> right? like, this is so unrealistic. <laughs> so it starts with the Chargers. Again, as Mina Kim suggested, trying to charger this thing. Yeah. Uh, they have the lead. They have the ball. They eat nearly all of the fourth quarter clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're in field goal range. It's third down. All they have to do is make sure they do not fumble the ball. Um, yeah. Why cut, would they do cut, that? Yeah. Cut to uh, Falcons. Rashawn Evan punching the ball out of Austin Eckler's hands mm-hmm. right before his knee hits the ground. Uh, right before. Ooh. Right before. And then six foot four, 294 pound defensive lineman to Quan Graham picks up the ball, mm. starts running the other way. Mm. The big man has the ball. Yeah. He's 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 about to hit midfield. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to tackle this guy. He's huge. Yeah. Right. Uh but fortunately for the Chargers. The, they didn't have to tackle him because Graham just straight up drops the ball. <laughs> he fumbles. The He's fumble. on the sideline, drops it across his body to, the, to away from the sidelines. Untouched. Like yeah. nobody touched him. He I just was trying to see if it hit his leg or something. No, it just fell out of his hands. The it, ball it is too crazy. small for him. It was crazy. Uh, the Chargers recover the ball at the Falcons' 43-yard line. And with 34 seconds left on the clock, and and because he fumbled the fumble, it it, it resets the downs. Yep, a new first down. It's a, it's a fresh set of downs. Three plays later, Justin Herbert gets him back in the field goal range, and you know the Chargers' brand new field goal kicker, yeah. Cameron Dicker, Dicker, Dicker the kicker, as everybody's calling him, <laughs> Dicker the kicker, hits a 37 yard game winning field goal. Falcons fans are just sitting there. Just, you know, a- adding another embarrassing example of how we never run out of ways to lose football games. Like they need to have a live, uh, what's it called, event? What's that uh, thing they put up? <laughs> the advance, what's what's advance. What's the thing that pops up? The, oh, the next gen stats. Next gen. Yeah. What if they had a next gen right at that yeah. moment? He picks up the fumble, next gen whoop, flips to 70% or whatever it would be, and then it flips back over because it probably would have been in the like 70, 80 percentile range because there we were essentially Almost approaching range, yeah. midfield with the ball, plenty of Young time Wei to Ku. run a couple of plays. Young Way Koo, it's money from the spot. You can't ice ice. We would have won that football game. Didn't he miss a kick that game? He did. It was a rather long one, but yeah, yeah. he did. So you need a Mariota um, to get him there. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. man. I'm Again, sorry. like I said, you know, because of the Bulldogs, the Falcons can't hurt me. Honestly, it's all good. Um, nice. And and we all, we, we, you know, because this division is such a fucking dumpster mm-hmm. fire, we still have a chance to win it. So it's yeah. like, whatever. I'm I'm just, I'm rooting for Geno Smith this week. 
when he's up there out there in Germany playing against Tom Brady. Like, go get him, Gino. <laughs> I'm like a huge Seahawks fan this weekend. I love nice. it. The uh, the Dolphins tried to give me a heart attack. Yeah, they did. Playing Dude, this game is insane. Yeah, this is probably everybody's probably saying it's game of the week because of all the fireworks. Uh, the Dolphins. Uh, you picked the Dolphins to win and flip and pick them. They did win. 35 32 i believe mm-hmm. and uh yeah man i uh i was kind of hurting i i was long i figured dolphins would figure it out they did figure it out and they won but i just think about when they play good teams mm. and the defense just looked like of course a shout out to justin fields he had a great game and all that stuff but mm. when it was time to throw his throws weren't great he had a, a fantastic touchdown pass Right. Uh, over Xavier Howard, he threw it exactly where it could be. It was good defense. He just threw a perfect ball, but a lot of the times they needed to depend on his arm, and he couldn't pull it off. So it's just like, I don't know. Stack the box, spy. They just looked. It looked bad, and it's starting to make it seem like the uh, Dolphins' defense is not in good hands. Same players, mm. pretty much, but mm. they're missing one factor, and that seems to be Brian Flores, and that scares me a little bit. I was hoping that keeping Josh Boyer there. Uh, maybe it's Gerald Alexander, the cornerback coach that they fired for some reason, the secondary coach. But mm. I was, I'm concerned. Tua looked fantastic. He's looked great. He hasn't lost a game this year. Uh, and right. they're starting to throw him into the MVP conversation because, as they should, honestly. I mean, there's a video out there with Emmanuel Acho, a former player, and he's not an analyst. And he's uh-huh. talking about everybody's talking about these wide receivers are wide open, making it easy for Tua. And he breaks down how Tua's throwing people wide open with his mechanics and his. He's just good. He's just a really good quarterback, man. It's crazy to see that he, using his eyes and his feet and his shoulders even to get people wide open is amazing. And that's what I saw his first year. And I was like, this dude is special. And now it's all coming together. I mean, Tyreek Hill has been telling us since the preseason that this is the most accurate quarterback that yeah. he's ever played with. And honestly, you know what's kind of funny to me, actually, when I watch this game, um, this Miami Dolphins kind of reminds me a little bit of of the Super Bowl winning Chiefs. What year was that? Was that 2020 or, no, or 2019? Not, I can't oh, maybe, remember. Yeah, maybe 19. And I mean, by that, I mean. <clears throat> 20 was the Bucks. The Bucks fans would not let you forget that. Right. By that I mean the um the way that they um give up points way, and get points. <laughs> exactly. The way that they can't really seem to stop a nosebleed, but they but they can score forty yeah. points a game. With a lot sort of, of talent on defense, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm well concerned. which which should give you a little hope because it's like it feels like if they make a few adjustments and they make it click yeah. click, you know what I mean? Like who's done that lately? Oh, the Seahawks. Right, yeah. Seahawks started out the year with like the worst, like ranked thirty second <laughs> yeah. in, in all defensive categories, and now suddenly they're in the top five in most of those categories. So if, yeah. if they can make a little if they look can at the quarterbacks the they played, though, throw that out there. Mm, yeah, that's true. Start looking at who they're playing. Um, except for this yeah. last game, they showed something. Uh, My yeah, favorite was, play in this uh, game was the block punt by Van Ginkle. How do you or, or no, the no. scoop and score? He oh, didn't yeah. block the punt. He scooped it. Jalen Phillips it. from the U. Jalen Phillips blocked, blocked it. it with his stomach. Van, Van Ginkle 
picks it up and 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 scores. Like who doesn't love a, a Van Ginkle touchdown? Come on. <laughs> How about Phillips not picking the ball up, knowing uh, that somebody's gonna get it and run it in? Yeah. He's like sitting there and he kind of like looks and just like lets the ball stay there so Van Ginkle could grab it and run it in. It's yeah. great. And uh, yeah, yeah, I love I I love it when our uh, special teams looks good. That's the talent is there, man. It's just it's really frustrating. And the, the yeah. defense looked like it did at the beginning of the last season. And the rumors were that Brian Flores took over, and I was scared that that was true because the defense yeah. turned around halfway through the season. And then it looks like that might have been true, and that sucks for the team because defense mm. cannot. Once you play some good teams. Tua's gonna yeah. throw some. He's gonna throw a bad pass. You know what I'm saying? He can't just have to. He's gonna have to play perfect every game. Well, I, I would say that in this game, you 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 had to deal with something that that you probably not can. Well, you're definitely not gonna have to deal oh, yeah. with week after week. And I mean, because you, I actually think Justin Fields is quietly becoming quite the badass at the moment, right right now. Uh, He's they're starting to figure out a way to sort of design the game around him. Um, he obviously broke Michael Vick's single game QB rushing record, 15 carries for 178 yards. You're not going to have to deal with that every week. You know what I mean? 17 it's, completions. Yeah. Again, he hasn't topped that all year. I know it's bizarre. He, he can only make seventeen completions per game, but then you just let him run the rock. He yeah, runs make it him throw. It's it's so weird. Make yards. him throw. What happened to? Le- I guess they don't have the Byron Jones, but one hundred seventy eight yards inexcusable, man. Inexcusable. Mm. I don't care who the quarterback is. At some point, you got to be like, hey, man, let's uh, let's let's get the quarterback. Let's make somebody else beat us. Mm. Yeah. yeah, bad angles, bad uh, bad tackling. All of it, it just was embarrassing, uh, and uh, and I felt like Miami squeaked away with a win, and everybody's talking about them like this super, you know, juggernaut of a team because offense is sexy, but defense wins games in the playoffs. So I'm worried <clears throat> big picture about the Dolphins. Yeah, but, that uh, offense is. I'm pretty hoping sexy. that Fields is just great. Mm. But I didn't. I mean, I I saw a quarterback that could run the ball and a defense that couldn't do shit. Right. Hmm. Uh, speaking of couldn't do shit, the uh, Panthers uh, played up <laughs> against the Bengals, and we thought they would pinch them at least. And mm. the Bengals came out looking like a, a Super Bowl contender from last year. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, they remember. Well, yeah. We, <clears throat> I mean, we obviously said going into this one that this felt kind of like a must-win game for the Bengals, um, who uh, of late have been struggling. um and and the panthers the last few games have been looking pretty feisty um but honestly let's not bury the lead here y'all because everyone is talking about it baker mayfield is back yeah baby baker mayfield I'm (laughs) i'm so glad why do i like this guy I don't know why I like Baker Mayfield. I was glad he got back in there. I figured he can't be worse than PJ. He actually looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, he did. The, but, they started scoring when he came in. I mean, they yeah. I mean, the only reason that that they have twenty one points is because you know they they switch quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, PJ ceiling you know, is low. <laughs> yeah, I actually read yesterday that I think they're they still consider PJ Walker to be their their starting quarterback. Oh. Okay, I so, understand that, but um, uh, I feel like 
the Bengals, it was a good thing to do against the Bengals, who traditionally right. adjust at the half and you can't do shit. Right. So then they have nothing to adjust to when you're bringing a whole different sure. quarterback. So it's pretty yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's probably like, I don't know, for those of you who are listening who are hockey fans, it's it's kind of the equivalent of – it's quite common. Most hockey teams have two goalies. Um, and if you get scored on like three or four times in short succession, the coach will pull the goalie and switch mm-hmm. him out for the backup. Just for this Not moment. because he thinks he can win the game. It's really more because they're just trying to send a message to the rest of the team. Like, come on, guys. Everybody's replaceable. Yeah, exactly. How about um, PJ Walker's stat line? It's, yeah, it's not pretty. <laughs> Three for it. 10, nine yards, two interceptions, <laughs> zero touchdowns. That might yeah. be the worst stat line I've ever seen. It's pretty bad. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I don't. But honestly, so okay, we we like to joke about the Panthers, but clearly the real headline of this game uh, is Joe Mixon with his five motherfucking touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus man. Christ, this guy! Yeah. Uh, Twenty-two carries, one hundred fifty-three yards, uh, fifty-eight yards receiving. He had one receiving touchdown, yeah, uh, and four rushing touchdowns. Um, my girl Saga has Mixon on her fantasy roster. Wow. Dude got her 53 points. Wow. Insane. <laughs> I mean, whew. uh, this was a really important breakout game for him because the Bengals run game has not been great this mm-hmm. year so far. Um, yeah. So and they were without if, Jamar Chase too. So if they can keep that going there, I mean, again, again, this is, they're, they're going into their bye week, So they're whatever. Um, but I'll remind people that this is kind of around the same time of year that the Bengals caught fire last year. They were a little up and down and then they caught fire. Um, so I would say watch out to anybody who plays them. Um, they played the Panthers, man. No, but bro, Zach Taylor, he's not, (laughs) listen to me. Don't let Zach Taylor find these receipts y'all. Okay. Yeah. He knows he put them in an envelope somewhere. He just can't remember where he put the envelope, okay? But when he finds that envelope with all those receipts, this shit's going to get real. I'm not believing it. I believe it when I see it. He had to get all the way to the Super Bowl last year. I still kind of didn't believe it. I think Anna Rumo is the engine by, the, the, that's uh, pushing that thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it I, – I do see the Bengals probably having a better second half of the season, but I don't – I'm not seeing another – They can't really have one. a worse – because nah, they were so true. bad in the first half. Uh, mm-hmm. But I did pick them, and <laughs> I knew better than to think the Panthers <clears throat> would pull it off. You speaking picked an of, upset. Speaking of bad. Uh, you picked an upset yeah. on this one. I did, and I picked it on the pick them, too. The ESPN yeah. pick them. I had a feeling that the Lions I, – I, 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 I can say it now with confidence, but I have been feeling this for about two, at least two weeks now. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I think – it's time to stick a fork in the Packers. I think they're done. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is <laughs> like break, break the glass with a hammer and pull the lever. It's just like, rah, 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 <laughs> red alert, panic the fuck out. Aaron uh, Rodgers and mm. company lose to the one and six lions. Mm. And, and this time he doesn't really have anyone to blame. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he can – he's out here talking about benching people who aren't playing well. It's like, okay, well – We'll go have a seat. To, we'll go have a seat. We can see what Jordan Love looks like because you look like yeah. shit. It's love time, man. 
23 for 43, 291 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions, all of which were exactly. like three of the worst interceptions I'd seen all year. The red zone, um, and two in the red zone, right? Two in, like, yep. inside the 10. Yeah. One was off, off, the first one was off a player's helmet. Yeah. Like, he threw it off the dude's helmet, off the yeah. Lions player's helmet, and it went up in the air. And you get picked off by Aiden Hutchinson. The, with the shortest the guy, arms in the league, man. Exactly. How are you going to get picked off by a guy with arms that short? I don't even. I don't even know how he managed to pull it in with his little baby. Yeah. Hutchinsaurus. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and he underthrew like he underthrew the the lineman that was yeah. like just throw it to the to the corner to the byline. He was trying to throw it to the. Um, was it a lineman or was it a tight yeah, end? Like Bakhtiari, he, whatever his name is. Yeah, he was trying to throw it to the tight end, and nah, that was, was a lineman. Like, way off of his back foot. Yeah, you know he got nothing on it. He threw it up like a beach ball, uh, and that shit got snatched. It was just like, what are you doing? The third yeah. pick was like a hero ball moonshot, you know, underthrown uh, again. Uh, it, it was it was bad, man. And there the was, defense was, showed up. The Lions have a really good off, can have an explosive offense. They've now dropped uh-huh. drastically in the offensive rankings, but we know what they're capable of. And the defense showed up, man. All they had to do was get more than fifteen points, and they had all yeah. the opportunities possible, hey, and they could. How hard is that? You know, and they did, and they managed to sort of, you know, get cl- they got to within two points mm-hmm. uh, late in the game, and and what could have been a Lions. Uh, three and out was saved by a defensive holding call that kept this 13 play uh, mm. 70 yard drive alive uh, that ended with, with a golf touchdown to James Mitchell. Um, mm. You know, then both teams turned the ball over on downs before it was all over, putting a, a little chocolate cherry on top of this shit bowl for good measure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this was just a terrible football game. On both sides of the ball, or, or both for both teams, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Dan this, Campbell's it, talking about. Did you see the press conference? It's like it feels great. I feel he, good. It's like, dude. But he also no. But there, I I heard that part. But he also said he was like, actually, he's like, you know what? I'm exhausted. Oh yeah. I just want to go home, have a beer, and, and just put my feet up and have a beer. Like you yeah. can tell, like he felt like he got away with one there. Um, he's he's done, man. This is it for him. I, to me, the thing that's kind of fascinating about this game is that, and we'll get to it later, the the performance, uh, the, the the Packers, this particular performance, plus the Devontae Adams situation in Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, the, the the Packers have to be pulling their hair off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's yeah. like clearly the thing that they're missing, you know, it's not really going great for Devontae Adams in, in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. That's not yeah. working out the way well, he hoped it would. Could have been there. Uh, and if they had just figured out a way to like make everybody happy, then I don't think we'd be having this conversation we're having about the Packers right now. Nope. Uh, and they lost a lot of people in this game too, to make matters worse. I mean, they had a ton of injuries in this game. They lost Romeo Dobbs, uh, starting right guard, John Runyon linebacker, Rashawn Gary. Mm. Uh, they lost cornerback who also happens to be my man, former bulldog, Eric Stokes. Um, Whatever you, start, it's, it's, you got this smug look every time you do it, man. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's just it I'm just it reporting. Is. It's just I'm reporting the facts that come to me as they come. You know what I mean? Because people like it. That's good. They don't fuck them. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't know if I've heard that one. Yeah, so that's one from uh, from uh, Silver Hander. That's pretty good. <laughs> Charles Barkley, man. <laughs> like it that's good if they don't fuck them. <laughs> wow, truer words have never been spoken, Charles. I love it. Damn, that was good. Uh, then we got the Colts and the Patriots. This was the most unimpressive blowout I've ever seen. <laughs> I feel so good. I watched it. I watched it myself because, truth be told, I watch every divisional team in my division. I watch it, the 40-minute the one. I watch through just to see what we're dealing with in our division. And I love it. I love how mm. bad the Patriots look. Even though they blew them out, twenty six to three, Colts looked mm. horrible. Uh, if you watch the forty, if you watch the highlight one, it looks like they just like it was just all. Like, and now this office has the ball in one play. Now this office has the ball. It's like what the fuck's going on? They were they were they're not good, man. The Patriots aren't good. The Colts are just the worst team in the NFL right now. It looks like, and it sucks that we picked them to win a division. Uh, and Mac Jones, yeah. It's looking like bottom five quarterback. Yeah. Bottom three. Yeah. Can we well, you name, gotta say, can we name you, four quarterbacks worse than Mac Jones right now? Can PJ Walker. Well, Sam Ellinger. Uh, <laughs> yep, Sam Ellinger. <laughs> PJ so they gotta hope they play the Panthers next week. Sam Ellinger, <laughs> PJ Walker. Uh hmm. Is Mariota uh, better? Yes. Then Yes, he's better. I, he's better than Mac Jones. He's he, got another dimension sh- to him. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fine. If, I mean, yeah. who else we got? I can't think of... I really can't. <laughs> Brissett's better. I'm trying That's to think true. of the worst ones. Mac Jones is a bottom three quarterback in the league. I he's love it. He's not good. But the defense uh, looks good, and uh, they'll keep them in games. They're hi- They're trying to hide the team. They're trying to hide Mac Jones. Mm. Belichick, being Belichick, is trying to hide him, but I mean that shit. You know, stinks. it's funny. It, it's funny that you put it that way because I seem to remember last year feeling like mm. Mac Jones class. was kind of on a leash, mm. right? And and coming mm. into this year, we kind of felt like, okay, are they going to keep him on a leash or are they going to let him loose? Mm-hmm. And clearly, they let him loose, and now I think you're right. I think they're trying to hide him. Um. Which, you know, you can win football games like that, but you have to have a lot of good pieces around you to... 20 for um, 30, 147 yards. One touchdown, mm, zero interceptions. Right. So that's good. He's not turning the ball over. I think he fumbled it, right? Uh, I mean, look, they got the Colts... Yeah, I mean, you're right. They play a better team and maybe they get stomped. But, I mean, the Colts were 0 for 14 on third downs. <laughs> uh, they were 0 for 2 on fourth downs. Uh, I mean, you can say what you want about Matt Ryan, but Ellinger was him, running for his life. Nine sacks. I exactly, and and I actually kind of glad that Matt Ryan was not in this game because he might be dead right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Matty Wheels would have been in big trouble. Speaking of Matty Wheels, this is kind of funny. Matt Ryan, he he obviously has a few different nicknames uh, that. Those of you who have listened to the podcast long mm-hmm. enough are familiar with. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Maddie Ice, Maddie Wheels. We've Maddie Stats. We've made up Maddie Stats. Stat yeah. Ryan. Stat Ryan. Uh so in this game, considering that Matt Ryan was benched for Sam Ellinger, I obviously started to think like, 
I, I should, we should think of a nickname for Sam Ellinger. Uh, and then I decided to search and see if he already had a nickname. Okay. Uh, and I found an article from his days as a Texas Longhorn. Okay. So he was part of the 2017 rec- recruiting class at Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ellinger claims in this article that one of his own teammates, who was also part of this particularly bad group of, of recruits, mm-hmm. uh, he nicknamed the whole group the Shit Stain 17. What? For the year seven, 2017. Oh, Shit you said 2007. Okay, 2017. Okay. Oh, I meant to say 17. Shit my bad. 17. Shit stain 17. So I immediately thought, there you have it. That's the perfect nickname for this quarterback uh, who's playing for the Colts right now. Shit stain, Sam Shitstain Ellinger. <laughs> so... So there you have it. Sam Sam already had a nickname locked, locked and loaded. I just had to go find it. What number does he uh, wear? Oh, that's a good oh, question. Oh, four. It was number four. Okay. Yeah. I was like, if he wears 17, oh, my God. We could just call him <laughs> Shitstain Ellinger. Like, we could yeah, just I like Sam it. out. Yeah. yeah, who needs the um, Sam? It's still S. Ellinger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I felt bad for him because uh, sometimes you feel like it's a learning process and all that stuff. It felt like he was literally thrown to the wolves. The game resulted in the firing of Frank Reich. Um, I feel like I'll talk about it a little bit later, mm. but um, I don't know. I feel like Reich might have been the scapegoat, and he was replaced by Jeff Saturday. And I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about I mean, this. The Colts might. They <clears throat> might it, it's like, is this full on? T- I don't know what they're doing, man. Especially with the Matt Ryan thing. Like, there's no way they thought, then you're not trying to win. And the locker room has to know that they're not trying to win. Like, it's it, a business it decision. Be, it has to be frustrating for the other players, obviously, yeah, to be in up. that situation. And, and obviously, you know, we're left to speculate, as you suggest, what they're really doing. Um, yeah. Frank Wright gets fired after a 3 5 and 1 start. Um, they currently have the sixth worst offense in the NFL, the third worst rushing def- uh, offense. Um, and the defense was balling. Imagine if you're DeForest Buckner or Shaquille I Leonard. know, dude. If I you're know. Shaquille Leonard, I know. and you're just like, yo, they're not even trying. Like, I see, Matt, I see Matt Ryan sitting over there on the side. He gives us a better chance to win. I'm playing my ass off. I just got off an injury myself. I'm back mm-hmm. to playing football, and I got to do this shit? Yeah. And then, of course, the way the way the whole coaching situation was handled was a little bizarre. Yeah. Uh, You know, there was apparently a false report that one of the the defensive assistant coach, John Fox, was going to be the interim coach. But then all of a sudden it got even weirder when they announced that, you know, former Colts center. Yeah. Jeff Saturday. He's considered a really uh, good center. (laughs) And he's uh, he's coached high school football. Makes sense. his, His only coaching experience comes at the high school level. So, obviously, I'm not sure what they're thinking there. He appears to be the first NFL head coach with no experience in the NFL or college level as a coach. Really? Uh, he's a six-time Pro Bowler for, over, you know, over the course of 14 seasons. So, you know, there's that. Um, he also happens to be from Atlanta, Georgia. So, maybe, maybe Wait, that's what made John him. Fox is on their staff and they didn't get, let him coach? That's correct. Yeah, the John Fox. I thought it was like his son or something. Mm-mm. John Fox that used to coach the Denver Broncos, right? Or mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is bullshit. Uh, 
I don't know, man. I, I, I kept, you know, I've seen this all over the internet and obviously it's, it's worth mentioning that over the last couple of weeks, Colts owner, Jim Ursay has called out Dan Snyder. He's benched Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger fired Frank Reich. And now he's hired Jeff Saturday, a dude with zero top level coaching experience. Uh, whose nas whose whose last name is literally a day of the week where the NFL usually doesn't play football. So <laughs> I don't, I'm just saying we might want to check and see if Jim is like back on the pills. You know what I mean? We need to check on Jim Mercer and see what the fuck is going on. What the fuck? Exactly. Good question. <laughs> I, I I personally think that I I really do think that this is probably what he would consider his best chance at getting a top five pick. Uh because they're going to go out and I mean, this is now what their seventh quarterback in mm. six years. We, I think we talked a lot about this at the beginning of the year that this, don't you feel sorry for me about the whole Andrew Luck thing? That shit's yeah. over. You know what I mean? Like, plus you got it. luck after over a decade of Manning. Exactly. We get it. And we don't, we felt bad for you before, but we yeah. were over it. It's time for you to actually yeah. do something smart like if i was a Colts fan this is what i, I would be like yeah, yeah yeah we all hated that and we yeah. all thought that sucked and we all gave you as much rope as we felt like we needed yeah. to give you but now we're ready to hang your ass go get us a fucking quarterback <laughs> and they could have it's not like they don't it's not like they can those was just big sweepstakes the whole the, the 49ers weren't bad and they traded up and they got i mean not bad they weren't the worst they figured out a way mm -hmm. to get the quarterback they wanted i'm not saying but it's gonna work out but no of course but in but instead of doing that, they basically made the same mistake twice. They, yeah. You know, they got Carson Wentz. Or no. Did yeah. they make the same mistake three times? Uh, I mean, Brissett didn't really. Does that count? No, 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 no. I'm the... talking about um, um, Philip Rivers. They went oh, yeah. and got Philip Rivers. Yeah. They, they, got the, they got the aging quarterback that they mm -hmm. thought was going to get him over the hub. They made this mistake three I times. I forgot now. about Rivers, yeah. He almost yeah, got him to the they got play. Rivers. Yeah, if it wasn't for that, remember when we tried to tackle that guy and he was like a turtle on his back? It's still one of my yes. favorite things that's happened since we started doing this podcast. So he's like, ah, <laughs> that's so fucking great. Uh, yeah, Rivers, Wentz, and uh, Matty Wheels. And Ryan, and Ryan, yeah. And now it's like, dude, okay. And Ryan so, on a bad contract that they're not willing to honor. Which is right. the, you know, quiet as it's kept. That's why he's not playing. Yeah. Then we got the uh, Bills and Jets. And the, upset of the uh, week. Upset of the week. <laughs> I don't know what sound effect to do. <laughs> uh, but I You're love a Jets it, though. fan. Yeah, a Bills fan. I mean, oh, yeah, exactly, a Bills fan. The, uh, um, you picked, for some reason, you thought the Bills were going to win this game. I could have told you better than that. And the, uh, the Jets. But didn't we say that this was like a sneaky trap game, I think? I thought we said that for Washington and uh, Vikings. Okay. Well, I was definitely – you know what I was thinking about this game before it started um, was honestly like how much – like I I, still, I have zero faith in Zach Wilson and the offense. No, no, no. no. None whatsoever. And the Bills defense um, is good. Right. But I really think this Jets defense is legit. Uh, Solid, man. The O-line uh, or the D-line rather is, is, is wreaking havoc. In the trenches, uh, and the secondary, and the secondary is balling the fuck out, dude. Yeah, man. And they're all I mean, young, and then they're they're mm. they're they're, uh, they're naive. <laughs> they're like, mm -hmm. why can't we win? I was winning right. last year at my college. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're like, what? Who's who's what? Well, I'm young and fast. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it. And Salah is like, fuck it. He don't care either. I love the attitude. It's obviously, you know, these teams, they take on the personality of the coach. It's happening in the other team across the way in New York mm-hmm. where they're taking on the personality of Brian Dable. And uh, yeah, you see it right <laughs> away, man. And uh, yeah, you got to respect the, the Jets, man. They came out there and they slayed a giant. I mean, I, I still didn't expect this. Josh Allen, you nah, know, obviously neither. he had 86 yards rushing and two really amazing rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Um, but in the passing game, he went 18 for 34, 205 mm-hmm. yards, no touchdown passes, and two interceptions. Hmm. Um, One of them was un- inexplicable. Agreed. Yeah. Was, what? I didn't. I couldn't see what he was seeing unless he was just looking past the uh, defense. I don't know. Well, he also got sacked five times in this game too, so he was probably seeing ghosts. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, all the all the Jets needed from Zach Wilson was to not make any boneheaded mistakes, and and to his yeah. credit, he he managed to to do that or yeah. or not do that rather. Eighteen for twenty five, hundred and fifty four yards, and one touchdown pass. Uh, Michael Carter, the running yes. back, had a had a nice day. Yeah, he's back. Um, Wilson did have a fumble, but fortunately, two plays later, Sauce Gardner stepped up and got a pick, mm-hmm. uh, which turned into the Jets, uh, into a Jets touchdown. Like you know, what three, four plays later, um, that put the Jets up seventeen to fourteen, and and they never let go of the lead from there. Um, yeah, man. I, 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 you know, I, I still don't trust Zach Wilson. He gives them every opportunity to lose week after week. I'm sure of it. Um, they love talking but, to him in a press conference too. They want that to be the face of that team so bad. It's, yeah. It sickens me a little bit. It's like the face of that team is Robert Sala. I guess. Yeah, he's, he's handsome. He's, he's, he's cute. People. He's cute and it's, young. And it'll be nice if he was, you know, he's got the baby face and all of that. And it's like, moms seem to want to fuck him. Uh, (laughs) And he seems to want to fuck moms. So I feel like, uh, (laughs) stop it, New York. It's not the guy. I heard somebody talking about this, and I want to say it as well. The Jets could have drafted Justin Fields. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) terrifying. I didn't know that. Imagine that, because he went like 13th or something like that, or 12th, whatever he went. And oh, Zach, you're right. Zach Wilson yeah. is in the same class. Imagine if the Jets would have been like, yo, let's get this guy who's on one of the top teams and, uh, you know, let's let's grab him instead of going with a BYU quarterback. When does that ever work out besides Steve Young? <clears throat> wow. Shit. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Hmm. <laughs> they're They're probably kicking themselves hard. Mm-hmm. Because they would probably be a contender. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, God, would he would be terrifying <laughs> on this team. Imagine. It's like it's like slowly sinking in, like how scary it would be to have Justin Fields on a team like that. Yeah, shit, man. Jets, man. You never know, though. That's the draft for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Vikings had a little scare playing against the Washington uh, Commanders. I, I picked the Vikings to win this game. I did not know it would be this close, even though we did say this was this was kind of a trap game. Right. But we also said on the phone yesterday when you called me, I was at the grocery store, and we were joking about how this, this game looked like one of those like fist fights between two old drunk oh, yeah. Russian <laughs> men, you know? We need I forgot to get that bunch. video, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, okay, so this was quite cool, actually, for Kirk Cousins when it all – came down to the oh wire, yeah honestly and they're and everybody's because, doing our thing man where they're, yeah. they're they're grabbing the sound bite uh that we were first on man i just want to say yeah that. so the the washington fans were celebrating the fact that they were leading in this game by chanting you, you like that, that? Yeah. you like that yeah like in the game right uh and then the vikings erased the commander's 10 point lead in the fourth quarter thanks to a field goal uh, a Taylor Heineke interception that two plays later uh, led to an amazing one-handed touchdown yeah. catch by James Cook. Yes. I mean, the defender had his other arm like pinned behind his back. Yeah, with the left and he hand. was like, oh, I got the other I hand. Got the, I, got two. I got two for a I got two, bro. I got two. <laughs> uh, that made it 17 to 17. Uh, huge sack by Daniil Hunter. Um, his second of the game forced the commanders to a three and out punt with 6.22 left on the clock, and Kirk Cousins. And honestly, this first-year head coach, Kevin O'Connell, who does not get talked about enough in this no, league. No, he doesn't. Good point. Yeah. Orchestrated a brilliant 15-play, 44-yard, six-minute drive. How do you go 44 yards in 15 plays? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how, how – and you eat six – there's 6.22 left in the game. You eat six minutes – I, yeah. They converted multiple third downs as well as a critical fourth down conversion in this game to set up this 28-yard chip shot for Greg Joseph to to win the ball game. Uh, I, I mean, when it really came down to it, the Vikings. I it, there's something. I think the reason why you know last year we we thought of the Vikings as the team that would like, you know, they were dreadful in these one score games. Yeah, they, yep, it, just a year it, but, ago. And, but they're they're. There's the only thing that's changed for them this year. They're in the same situation with all these one-score games. They're just winning. But I would argue that the reason why they're winning is probably Kevin O'Connell. Mm. You got something to say about Mike Zimmer, man? You trying to talk? Well, I don't want to speak guy? ill of Mike Zimmer. His yeah. son just passed away last week, so he's I got wanna, the hot you know, wife. You know, what I'm I, saying? he does have. He's fine. Mike is good. He's coaching with with uh, with Prime down in. Uh, <laughs> is that know. where he's at? He's working with Deion Sanders Ooh. like as a as a defensive coordinator for how long before Deion jumps over to the NFL? I don't know. Everyone's talking. Everyone's trying to get Deion to take the Auburn job, but I don't think he wants it. Nah, stay uh, in the stay in the uh, the black colleges. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. The, so the uh, next. Game. <laughs> 
the next game. You chose the Raiders to beat the Jaguars. This is another, I guess, kind of a mm. shit bowl candidate. Mm. The Raiders did not beat the Jaguars. Mm-mm. The Raiders, somehow, McDaniel, McDaniels still has a job. I don't know. He, I think he's on the hottest seat right now. There's no mm. reason this team should be this much worse than they were last year. They're two and six, and they lost to the Jaguars. I mean, they needed this one bad, and yeah. obviously, any anytime you jump up to a seventeen nothing lead, that yeah, that is definitely a good way to show that that sense of urgency that you mm-hmm. that you should have. I mean, they went to Devonta Adams early and often. At one point, I think he had nine catches for 146 yards, two mm-hmm. touchdowns, but then it all suddenly just dried up. I think for the rest of the game. I think he only had one more catch for like one yard for the rest of the game. You heard he spoke about it? I did. And you, what did he say? I didn't. He came out and was like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why are we changing the game plan? Like, Mm. what are we doing? (laughs) Basically, keep giving me the ball. Like, we're winning. We got 17 points doing what we're doing. And then you switch it up trying to be fancy, trying to be cute. Stop trying to be Mm. cute and let's win these games. Right. And, uh, Josh McDaniels basically basically uh, responded by saying like they adjusted. I don't know what else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, of course sure. they adjusted, Josh. Well, that was actually what I was going to say was that you kind of you do have to give the Jags defense credit for for uh, adjusting to a certain degree. But in all honesty, this game felt like it turned into the to the Travis at the end show in the second half. Oh yeah, uh, because that dude. They basically started, you know, inserting the Derrick Henry game plan. They gave him mm-hmm. the ball 28 times. Yes. Um, he carried it for 109 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Christian Kirk got into the end zone as well. And um, and also, you know, you got to give credit to T-Law. Had a nice clean game. 25 for 31, 235 yards and a touchdown, no picks. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's really you good. Know, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what to say to Raiders fans, honestly, because besides, sorry, should have should have got a better coach. Like we've seen I Josh mean, McDaniels, we've seen this act before, man. They should have picked a better coach. There were b- good coaches out there. They could have grabbed. They could have got Kevin O'Connell. True. Like um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel bad. Can I tell? There's one. This is. A, I have this stat that I random stat that I saw after this game which I think kind of tells us pretty much everything we need to know at this point. This is insane. Okay. The Raiders are 53 and five since the year 2000 when leading by 17 or more. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Three of those five losses (laughs) have come this season. Wow. Come on. Under Josh McDaniels. How many times are they going to bring him to the principal's office before they suspend him? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Cut ties. I don't know who else is on that coaching staff, but somebody's probably more qualified. <clears throat> don't, I don't know, dude. He, came, he started off with a boom when he first started coaching with the, with the mm. Denver Broncos. He came out, and he was kicking ass with the Broncos. They started off like 6-0 and <laughs> or some shit like that. But then it came out that they were cheating. I don't know if you heard about mm. that. I I am familiar with that story. Yes, some players came out. They were like, "Yeah, we were cheap, man. That's how we. That's how we got. We we figured out. Then they uh got figured out or whatever. I don't know if the I don't know why, but they fell apart and 
things got messy over there and he got fired. Uh, then he did the coach dirty. They tried to hire so, him. This is fat. Okay, so a quick little preview for next week. The Colts are playing the Raiders next week. Ooh. Okay. Um, and you have a lot of interesting narrative here. You have the fact that Josh McDaniels essentially left them at the altar. Yeah. Uh, after saying yes to the job, he bailed, yep. which is why they hired Frank Reich. Um, and you also have Jeff Saturday, the new interim coach, who like just a week ago during the, the Raiders-Saints game was tweeting about how shitty he, – like he literally said, man, the Raiders are trash this year. <laughs> he didn't know he was getting ready to be the Col- the the next Colts head coach and play mm. them the following week. Or maybe he so you got a lot of interesting storylines coming into that game. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Even though mm. it's probably going to be the shit bowl of the week. <laughs> oh, for sure. Then we yeah. got the uh, Seahawks played the Cardinals. Man, our boy Gino, man, I'm starting to become a believer, man. I Dude. actually, I actually wrote him off. They wrote me off. I ain't right back though. He has not written me back. <laughs> I honestly don't think most people realize that this Gino shit is is for real. It's for real. Yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm, I'm on board. And again, I still don't I like him. I still I have this thing that just some about him I don't like. But hey, that's that's got nothing to do with his football. He's he seems like he's he's ready, man. He grew up. He's ready to play. I mean, week after week, this dude. It, you just keep thinking the wheels are going to come off the bus mm-hmm. at some point, but he just keeps doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, and again, he did like, and the way that he won this game, as I alluded earlier, by essentially doing a Kyler Murray impression against him. Um, you know, he out Kylered Kyler by mm-hmm. picking up these huge first down uh, conversions with his legs. Uh, I mean, he basically threw the game away with his pick six in the third quarter, only to turn around and lead back to back to back touchdown drives. Two of which were, let's see, thirteen play drive, thirteen plays, eighty yards. Um, you know, followed by this five yard play, which was kind of the dagger. That was the one. Uh, what's his name? Kenneth Walker. Who? I mean, this fucking yes. guy. Oh, I love him. He's one of my new uh, favorite, my favorite young players right now. Noah uh, Fant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Noah Fant? Let's give him some love. Noah Fant had a day for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. How about Kip Tyler. Cliff Kingsbury? Oh, old Kingsbury Cliff. <laughs> When's he? Was he going to the principal's office? Well, we're going to see it on Hard Knocks for sure. Oh, it's going to be great, man. <laughs> That sick toe tap touchdown by DCAP, uh, DK Metcalf, where he's in the back yeah. of the end zone. Oh, uh, he threw it right. And I like how they said it threw it right behind the linebacker's ear because he never looks back. Or it mm. might have been a cornerback or whatever. The defender's ear never looks back. And DK's right there. Toot, toot, toot. <laughs> it's in. Mm. Touchdown. Yeah. I'm starting to feel bad. for And you and uh, Kyler and them, they're falling apart. That's feel like that locker yeah. room is like tearing at the seams a little bit. He might yeah. be losing his team, man, Cliff Kingsbury. And they just extended him. That and the GM. The it was so that was, dumb. We said it. That was the dumbest. Happen. It was the dumbest offseason story we, we covered for sure. This should have been the uh, one. This That was the one wait and see moment. Make him earn it. Make the make the coach earn his contract. Mm. Even if yeah. you wait and see on Kyler Murray. Wait and see I on mean, all of it. Just look on the other side of the field. Like Pete Carroll's out here earning his fucking. I don't know what he's getting paid, but it's clearly not enough. Um, I they, think he's they, GM too. 
they the way they turned this game around, the Seahawks defense too, just like their season. We've yeah. we've said it before. I mean, Kyler led the team uh in rushing, of course. I mean, Lord knows it's difficult to stop him when when he decides to take off, but they did cause him to fumble at a key moment in the game. Um Man. they held James Conner to only forty five yards rushing. Murray they held to only I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They held D Hop to only four receptions for 36 yards. Yeah. And, and, and like, can we talk about there are only five targets overall for DeAndre Hopkins? Cliff, what you doing there, buddy? <laughs> Honestly, uh, he's calling the plays. Uh, Murray slides so fast. I was shocked that he didn't slide. Like, he used to play baseball. He was a really good baseball player. And when he slides, it just looks, looks like a baseball slide. How quickly he's, right. he's down and back up, like it's over, plays over. And yeah. it was weird that he just ran so recklessly without sliding. Already had the first down. Mm. It was kind of it was kind of his fuck up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, like we said, you, you had Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins look like they're kind of barking each other on the sidelines. Yep. It, it was kind of hard to see what they were saying to each other if i had to guess i would say that kyler was probably trying to explain to deandre hopkins that like i can't throw you the ball because i'm getting sacked five times in this game <laughs> seattle was bringing the heat yeah, son bringing it all the uh, all and oh, the other guy who i really popped for me on the defense is this uh this this db uh tariq woolen mm-hmm. i mean he was like a blanket on d hop all night long this guy was so good breaking up passes he was yeah. I, he's, I, it's one of those games where it's like even when you're watching it on red zone it's like how does this guy's name keep popping up like, yeah. he must be balling the fuck out and he was for sure um yeah I, this seahawks team is fun man i, I it, you know you had this game on at the same time as the bucks ram game it, which yeah. honestly if you had thought about <laughs> if you would have thought about this at the beginning of the year you'd be like well this bucks rams game this is going to be the sexiest game of the week right here you know what i mean but no, this game was not sexy. Um, mm. How about the uh, how about the uh, the penalty, like the self inflicted wounds by the Cardinals, which is another True. staple of a poorly coached teams. Yeah, all of the false starts and illegal uh, procedures, uh, man yeah. downfield. It's like it just kept happening at the wrong times and in their building. Yeah. Like, you can't even blame it on, like, oh, the 12s. We couldn't hear it. No, dude, you're in Arizona. Like, why are you taking so many false start penalties? And this understand. is another one where it's the uh, the coaches call. I, f- I feel like the coach is calling the plays, and maybe he should hand it off and focus on other stuff, man. They're getting, like, uh, delay a game. Like, a little shit like that. Mm. I don't know. I just don't believe in the – I got an agenda here. <laughs> I don't believe I think in the really, coach calling the plays. I, I think they really miss uh, my man, former Bulldog, A.J. Green. They need to get him back in there, you know, get him get him catching some footballs. Come on now. You get a little A.J. Green pop. I don't know about What about that, that A.J. Green pop? Come on now. He's still got something in him. He's got something in the tank, son. Let's go. Speaking of pop, Tom Brady uh, was uh, <laughs> was playing against the Rams. Somehow they win this game 16-13. Kind of destroys the Rams' chances of winning that division with Seattle looking the way they look. Uh, Brady threw the ball 58 times. Jesus. <laughs> 280 yards, one touchdown. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't impressed by the Bucks, but they pulled it out, man. And it was on a mm. – and it's so funny because uh, they won basically because of a pass interference. 
They'll put them mm. down there and then they can run it in at the end. Uh, and the announcers are acting like this is classic Tom Brady. <laughs> they want the narrative so bad. No, man. Tom Brady, I mean, he's working with what he's got. He, he's not the reason they're losing, but no. uh, they I, lost four I in agree. a row or whatever it is. This this is dumb. I, I The headline I saw after this was like, wow, vintage Tom Brady comeback performance. And look, I guess if you're a Bucks fan, you can tell yourself that. But honestly, I don't think either team leaves this game feeling mm-hmm. very good about themselves. No. Uh, the Rams especially. So I kind of – maybe we should start there because – They had the game. Man, if you could I run mean, the ball, you have this game over. You win it. You it, run the clock out. Just get a first down. <clears throat> they can't run to get a first down. It's so crazy. And speaking of players calling out their coach, I don't know if you heard the Jalen Ramsey – uh, post game interview. I did not. Uh, it, it's uh, it's interesting. What is it? Um, well, he's basically. Oh, yes, yes. Like, oh yeah, he's like they. Oh, oh we go out there. Like, we like. Oh boom, we got him, and they're like, we need you again. As a, yeah. I just did what I had to do, and now I'm back. Why yeah. wouldn't we need them? I like that. Yeah. Yeah, we just need you to get ten yards, and the game is over. Right. But instead, you get a three and out and a punt. You give it back to Brady, and you let him do his thing. It, it or or it, you know. And the defense anyway. they ran. Yeah. They were like letting them like they're playing like a prevent. Like you're winning by thirty points. I don't know, man. I mean, it has to be mentioned. Look, I obviously i <clears throat> i speak uh, i speak glowingly of my former Bulldogs on this podcast frequently. Perhaps you've heard me mention it. Oh, no. Uh, but my man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford, is out here bringing disgrace to his mm-hmm. college alma mater, going 13 for 27, 165 yards. He had the one touchdown pass to guess who. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, the fact that he didn't throw a pick in this game feels kind of like a minor miracle. Yeah. Um, now, 127 of those 165 passing yards all went to Cooper Cup. That's insane. It's racism. <laughs> <laughs> Free Allen Robinson. Uh, Robinson got some catches, though, but I, I don't know, this man. Team is a, it, this team is a definition of a one-trick pony. I, it, it should not be any wonder why they're three and five. I mean, Jesus, Sean McVay, what the hell? Are you doing? Is is Allen Robinson really that bad? Like, why can you not throw him the ball? Like, I, Van Jefferson was bad in this game. He had five targets, zero yeah. catches. He had a huge third down Man. drop where it was like right in his hand. I was like, oh my god, what's happening? But in it, remember that Scotty Miller touchdown? That was a mess yeah. too. Bra- a Brady, you know, Brady wanted to murder that. That shit hit him in the face. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> hit him in the motherfucking face. There's a lot of bad football from what I watch. <laughs> there was because the score was a whopping seven to six at the half. Yeah. Uh, thanks in large part to Bobby Wagner, who's, mm. I mean, straight up out of this universe uh, field goal block mm. uh, where he did a two footed hop. Cam Chancellor over style. This, over the center and yeah. the guard. He used to play with Cam. Uh, <laughs> I mean,. That shit was not even human. I'm yeah. certain that Roger Goodell is probably going to send him a drug test notice after doing that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's not, you can't, humans yeah, can't do allowed. that. Uh, that's yeah, even the blacks. Crazy. Even the blacks can't do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously Brady gets the, the, the game winning drive. 
Uh, first quarterback in history to throw for over 100,000 passing yards. Um, oh, nice. He tied Peyton Manning for uh, the most fourth quarter comeback wins in NFL history with 43. Uh, the only active quarterback who could possibly catch him um, would Rod- be Matty Ice, who's oh, really? currently on ice uh, <laughs> with with 37 fourth quarter comeback wins. Uh, so I don't see him adding to that total. And then you have Matthew Stafford, who has 34, mm. um, despite being accustomed to playing from behind in the fourth quarter. He does not look feisty enough at the no, moment just to loses. catch Brady. He's like, when I'm behind, either. I lose. I finish what I start. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. The Rams, I it, you know, the narrative out there at the moment is that you know these years of 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 fuck them picks, mm. um, and and everyone else kind of getting on that train. It, it, it's like it like the check is due. Yep. you know and, what I mean. Like it, it's all catching up to them. And in the most active trade deadline season ever, they mm. tried to be a player. They needed to everybody, be a player, and they everybody out. Play. Ra- yeah, everybody out rammed. Outram the Rams. Yeah, they couldn't play. They basically. had no picks to deal with. They had no. If they deal mm-hmm. a player, then they're in the same predicament. They put yeah. themselves in a yeah. rough spot. And uh, and Sean McVay entertained the thought of leaving this mess that he created, and he stuck mm-hmm. around. And now he's getting to eat some of that mm-hmm. medicine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we had the uh, Titans played the Chiefs. Mm. Uh, in, Over time in, in Kansas City. Yeah. Overtime uh, thriller. I picked the Chiefs to win. I wasn't ever worried about them losing this game. Uh, no, for some reason the Titans have their number even without Ryan Tannehill. Mm. They somehow made this an overtime game. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what to think about this. This is crazy. Patrick Mahomes threw the ball sixty-eight times in this game. That's <laughs> insanity. Sixty-eight <laughs> times with forty-three completions. Uh, he had four hundred and forty-six yards through the air. Uh, one touchdown. He he did throw a pick. Um, he, he also led the team. Lot. Yeah, he led the team in rushing with sixty-three yards on six carries. He had a rushing touchdown, which the bad really omen. Bad the omen, man. Um, he probably would have led the team in receiving if they could have found somebody <laughs> to throw him the ball. Um, you know, you can. Yeah, he was going for the Charlie Trippy. Trippy, uh, like <laughs> shit. Just, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, lead, I'll do this. He, he, and of course, you have to compare this to Malik Willis, who. Um, did he have a worse performance than who was the other quarterback we were talking about? It was so bad this week besides no, Ellinger. It was, it was, was three it? for 10. That other guy. I forget. Oh, that's right. Already. So this guy gets like the second worst. Five for 16, on, it, I mean, five for 16. It was Ellinger. Yeah, it was 80 yards passing. No touchdowns. Of course. Uh, no, it was PJ Walker, right? Right, PJ Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry. Damn, the brothers, the to, brothers ain't holding it down this week. I know, man. <laughs> Derrick Henry did his thing with his two touchdowns, 115 yards. Yeah, um, that's what they did. I mean, they were like, hand it off, go out there, man, give the ball to the big guy. We're gonna, we're gonna run. This was an time. interesting game because I think you're right. The the Titans sort of match up in an interesting way against the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs were up nine nothing early, uh, thanks to a touchdown from my man, former Bulldog Miko Hardman. <laughs> Um, which is not a big deal, but it's just a thing that happened. Um, after that, it was a combo of like Titans defense sacking Mahomes four times, and then mm-hmm. of course Derrick Henry kind of taking over. Um, 
you know, also, you know, you always think it's funny when they just do the direct wildcat snap to Henry. It's like, we don't need Malik Willis. Just, uh, just, just get out just of the way. It's just, a, it's just, just a point A to point B. Let's go. <laughs> would, can I get you a beverage? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, middleman, come over, stand over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, like when you think about this Titans defense, like there's some interesting facts in the numbers when you, when you consider how the defense was able to bend without breaking. Mm-hmm. So first downs in this game, Titans had nine first downs in this game. Chiefs had 29 total plays <laughs> Titans, 48 chiefs, 91 total <laughs> yards. Titans 229, Chiefs 499. Time of possession, Titans 26 minutes, Chiefs 41 minutes. I mean, normally that spells a Chiefs blowout. Blowout, yes. Because most people got to keep the ball away from them. Yeah. Yeah. And yet they were able to take this thing to overtime. Um, You know, and and they were really frustrating the Chiefs up 17 to 9 for the majority of the second half. And then Mahomes just whipped up this insane. 93 yard 13 play seven minute drive Mm -hmm. uh and and you know that crazy rushing touchdown that he scored and then Mm -hmm. of course they get the two-point conversion um and then the chiefs defense took over yeah forcing uh i think they forced back-to-back three and outs as well as a turnover on downs at the end of regulation Mm -hmm. um which allowed the titans to have a whopping total of negative 20 total uh scrimmage yards Damn. On those three yards. Um, and that pretty much continued in overtime. You know, the Chiefs, well, the Chiefs had another milked, long. Yeah, they milked it. Yeah. Long 13-play drive that gave them the chance to kick a field goal. Um, and then, um, you know, the defense came out and just said, no, this this is over. Um, they had a huge 12-yard sack on Malik Willis, followed by a five-yard sack. Mm-hmm. And then facing fourth and twenty-six. No Derrick Henry in the game. You think Malik Willis is going to dig you out of that yeah. hole? Hell no. So he threw it. Incomplete pass. Ball game over. He was nearly a pick six, actually. Yeah. Uh, he threw it short, end. too. Yeah, he didn't. He threw it short of the sticks, of course. Yeah. Mm. I thought they were going to do kind of like a hook and ladder type of thing or something. Mm. Yeah, because oh, that hook always and, works. Yeah, it worked in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they call it a uh, miracle for a reason. <laughs> I think the Chiefs need to. That was off of a bye week, and they still can't run the ball. Mm. Andy, Andy Reid, we thought was going to come out guns a blazing, and uh, that. Uh, but it could be a style of uh, styles make fights type of thing, right? Then we had the Ravens play the Saints, and mm. uh, this was what kept us alive betting wise because we picked all of the right stuff. We knew how this was going to go, and it went just as planned. Uh, so uh, you picked the Saints to uh to I mean well you picked the Ravens to win, and the Ravens did win, and I don't know man Ravens look good, Saints look okay their defense looks good though. Mm. I was like okay Saints defense okay you know sometimes they looked really tough but Lamar was on one man he was not about to lose that game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man. I sometimes mean, he looks like a video game, man. It's crazy. It's insane. Uh, and they went end up winning twenty seven to thirteen. Uh, it felt like I don't know. Uh, it was. I, I love to see. I'm, I'm a big Taysom Hill hater. Right. So uh, I love to see when he uh, doesn't look good. He had one pass, and they acted. Ugh, 
the crowd loves it so much when he has something. Like he threw it out of the out of the uh, wildcat, and they were just like, "Oh my god!" Uh, it was completed downfield, and they were just acting like it was the best thing ever. Uh, and yeah, I just I I just want to throw. I think Saints fans over. get excited about him because you know there aren't a lot of teams that have a Swiss Army knife type yeah. player, and, and like in your the past, like your boys. Yeah, and he's he's bailed the team out on numerous occasions, and obviously yeah. made some crazy big plays and stuff, but. You know, you go up against a team like the Ravens that have a proper defense. It's like, nah, man. That's shout out to their running game. Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. came alive in this one and was he sure did. It looked like at some points the Saints, whose defense uh, was looking good at some points, but then it's like when the Ravens needed to run the ball, they just pounded and pounded like for the entire drive. And then some drives it didn't work at all, and the Saints were all over it. But then when it was working, it was working. And Kenyon Drake was eating in this game. And I, I have a little soft spot in my heart for him. He used to play for the Dolphins. It was fun to see. But the combination of him, when they did it, when they did the RPO with Drake mm. and, and Jackson, mm. it was like, mm. pick your poison. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kenyon Drake, he had 24 carries for 93 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. And then Lamar had 11 carries for 82 yards. It's like, what are you going to – and then you compare it to the other side, and the Ravens defense just said, "Nope, mm-mm. Uh, we're yeah. not doing this Alvin Kamara bullshit tonight." He gets nine carries yeah. for thirty yards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. not happening. The Ravens defense, and then Roquan Smith was was all over there uh, trying to make a difference. Oh, did Roquan have a good game? Uh, yeah, he was just, he was out there all over the place. I forget where he went to college. Do you remember? No, I do not remember. And. I'm pretty sure he went to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he went to the University of Georgia, but I don't know. I'd have to look that one up. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he um, he had he only had three tackles, but they, they were calling his name a lot um, throughout the game, being uh, mm. disruptive and. But mm. Justin Houston was out there balling too. That's true. They looked as a as a unit. They looked good. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Pete, like they looked good as a defensive unit. It looked like the Ravens mm-hmm. of old. As you can see, they only had to throw the ball a few times. Lamar Jackson didn't throw it too much. He was right. moving around. They were just old school Ravens football that is like made for the playoffs. Yeah, it was a great game plan, I think, uh, especially considering that, you know, the Ravens have Mark Andrews did not play in this game. He's clearly their right. number one passing target. Uh, they just lost their top receiver so um yeah yeah. they were like let's just run the rock down their throats and that's precisely what they did Uh, and 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 even these 13 points that you see over here on the saint side i mean that that came in garbage time this this was a this was a beat down yeah um and and that freaky touchdown that where you know the saints guy caught it and the DB thought he pushed him out of bounds, but he oh, did. Oh yeah, and he managed to kind of tiptoe down the sideline. Everybody kind of stopped playing. Uh, it's almost like yeah. you would have thought if somebody said a whistle blew, you would have thought that's what happened. But nope, it did not. Yeah, it so, was good yeah, on the refs, but not blow the refs whistle too. Exactly. Um, to, oh, the one thing that we forgot to mention, as far as speaking of refs, Jerome Boger <laughs> and his crew from the Vikings game, yeah. and how they nearly. How the Vikings nearly lost this game to a commander's touchdown where the ref took out. Yes. The <laughs> Oh, that was the Bulger crew, huh? 
was the Boger crew. Because I remember they had Took another that thing too. Out. That was crazy. There was another and like it, call that w- that came up, and I heard his voice, but I think he got it right in this one. Yeah, but I forget I what the call was. was. I, when you said something about the ref, I just suddenly yeah. remembered that shit. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> All right, it's time for the superlative. Superlative, superlative, superlatives. Who you got for real MVP? Or should I go first? I'm ready. Uh, whatever you can go. All right. Um. Joe Mixon had him. Joe Mixon had him a day against the Panthers. Mm. Whatever fight mm-hmm. they had in them was beat out of them uh, on the ground and in the air by Mixon. He averaged uh, yards per carry. Uh, he averaged. I don't. Know, I didn't write it, but a lot. Fucking a mm. lot of yards per carry for 153 yards and had an amazing Jamar Chase like toe drag swag touchdown catch to cap off his day. I'm glad for Mixon. It's his sixth season in the NFL, all on the same team. Both are anomalies in a league that is unkind to his position. That being said, I want to give this man his flowers. And this week, Joe Mixon. You the real MVP. Yeah, some weeks there's. Some weeks there's only one answer to this question. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is one of those weeks. Yeah. Uh, like you said, 153 yards, 22 carries, seven yards per carry. Seven, yes, a lot. <clears throat> uh, 58 receiving yards. He's only the sixth player in the Super Bowl era to total 200-plus scrimmage yards and wow. have five touchdowns in a single game. Uh, so Joe motherfucking Mixon. You the real MVP. It comes down to man. Mm-hmm. Then we got uh, the trash of the week. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would give this award to uh, this team as long as number twelve was under center. But mm-hmm. here we are. The Packers mm-hmm. are, are this week's trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If you would have told me you you just got here from the future and mm-hmm. the Lions were going to win this game, uh, I would have said, "Whoa." They couldn't keep up with that Lions offense, huh? And then you told me <laughs> <laughs> that the Lions won 15 to 9. I would have asked you for whatever futuristic drugs you were smoking because what team can put up more can't put up more than 9 points on the 26th ranked defense in the league. But futuristic mm. you would have been right. The Packers mm. had so many opportunities to beat the hapless Lions, yet they found a way to lose every time. Interception mm. after interception in the red zone against a division opponent that was trying hard to lose as well. Rodgers bears much of the responsibility for this, by the way. So, mm. the Green Bay Packers. You are trash! Um, again, some weeks there's only one answer. Um, <clears throat> honestly, the Packers... Um, and Aaron Rodgers specifically, I, I'm I'm on board. And for me, it's really kind of the thing that gets under my skin with him is this kind of bitching and moaning, and Amen. this going on the Pat McAfee show, no where he gets to where he gets to undermine the organization that he plays for yeah. every week. Who I'm not excusing for the state of this current Packers team, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying that this 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 weekly wine and cheese session that he has with his buddy Pat McAfee has always been about crafting a particular narrative I for like Rogers. crafting. Good word. Yeah. Um, where it's always somebody else's fault, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, but after this performance, I, it, I, what's he going to say? I mean, I'm sure he'll come up with some other bullshit to say, but his behavior, his whole vibe, the way he's responding to adversity here is not, in my opinion, befitting to what you would expect from a back-to-back MVP, mm. uh, a legit future Hall of Fame quarterback yep. uh, who is at least in the top five conversation, you know, top five best quarterbacks uh, to ever do it, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of gone back and forth between like liking Rodgers because he's so unique and outspoken while also being like kind of annoyed at his antics and his this word salad verbal judo bullshit that he does all the time. <laughs> um, but right now I'm feeling more the latter just mm. kind of annoyed with the bullshit. Yeah. Um, I think it's time for Rogers to take some responsibility for this dumpster fire, mm. which I think he is to a certain degree, but um, because I, it, it, this is ha- this situation he's in is very much of his own making to a certain degree. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's, um, it's plain to see that this week, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the green Bay Packers are, you are uh, trash. <laughs> trash. Absolutely. Uh, the shit that got learned, mine is uh, mm. Jim Ursay don't give a fuck about optics. Mm. Jim Ursay is the owner of the coach. You alluded to this as well earlier. He recently broke traditional owner silence by saying, fuck your couch to Dan Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your couch. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care about the skeletons in his closet. He knew Snyder had to go. <laughs> I actually think that's what wow. got the ball rolling on this sale, which uh, will be a crazy uh, score for Snyder anyway, when we think about mm. it money-wise. Then he pulls mm. the executive card and gets Matt Ryan benched in order to avoid activating a contract bonus that would pay Ryan even more. Then mm. he fired Frank Reich, which isn't much of a surprise right now, but replacing Reich with former coach, Colt, and friend Jeff Saturday was unapologetic nepotism. Saturday mm. wasn't on staff with the Colts. He was an ESPN analyst, though one of the better ones, I admit. Uh, his coaching experience tops taps. Uh, I'm sorry, tops off at the high school level. But did that matter to Ursay? No, because he doesn't give a fuck about optics, and that's the shit that I learned this week. Mm. What wow. you got? What shit did you learn? Well, um. Besides learning that the Falcons will never run out of ways to invent a loss, <laughs> I learned <laughs> that. Invent a loss. Yeah, I learned that Justin Fields is, in my opinion, the best quarterback of this heralded 2021 QB mm. class. Mm. Now, I know he lost to the Dolphins. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right here, right now, when it's all said and done. And all the mock draft nerds who like to redo all the drafts of days gone by yeah. as if anyone fucking cares. <laughs> at some point, it'll be an absolute consensus mm-hmm. that T-Law, yeah. Zach Wilson, mm. Trey Lance, Damn. Mac Jones, and Davis Mills all pale in comparison to what Justin Fields can do, especially given how they now have a legit opportunity to build around this kid with all these coming draft picks Mm -hmm. that they have. Uh, It's a slow moving, like long game type of hot take that I'm offering here, Mm -hmm. but I am confident that history will shine brightly on this message brought to you 
by the very great, extremely wise, and untraditionally handsome Skip Stradamus. You can book it, <laughs> write it down, because this shit is happening. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's what I learned. Scariest AFC teams. You got one? <clears throat> yes. Now, okay. Uh-oh. I know what you I, I want to preface this by saying... Say. I want to preface this by saying that despite... A loss to the Jets. The Bills mm. are still a very scary football team. Okay. okay. So I'm not saying they're not scary. Okay. All right. I think losing a game like this might actually be the best thing that could happen to them right now, Good if point. I'm being honest. Good so, point. you know, it gives them a chance to kind of cool down all this, like everyone's punching their ticket to the Super Bowl bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You still got to earn it. Yeah. If you're going to get punched in the mouth, this is the time to get punched in the mouth so that you don't have to get punched later. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but after this week, I have to say, for me, mm-hmm. it, it it's a straight-up coin toss between the Kansas City Chiefs and your Miami Dolphins. Ooh. <laughs> like, I can't, I, re- I honestly can't pick it. I've been hitting at, hitting at this for a few episodes now. Everyone knows that the Chiefs are a tough out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to tell anybody that. But when they don't, you know, they manage to win games even when they don't play their best game. Yeah. But these Dolphins, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. It's like, do you really want to play them in a playoff game right now? Like to me, when I have to think about like scary, like what's we're halfway through the season, we're starting to think about the playoffs a little bit. If you draw the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs, mm. it, do you really want to do that right now? Yeah, they'll be getting a headache. My answer is hell no. Yeah. So to me, I think they're, and I think that's true for the Chiefs. I think it's true for the Bills. I think it's true for the whoever. Like they're they're gonna go into a playoff game facing the Miami Dolphins, going fuck, man, how the mm-hmm. what, we got to figure something out here. <laughs> like what we're we gonna do? I just thought about so, Dolphins Chiefs if they played each talk other. Talk about. Talk about sexy. Jesus Christ. That's a sexy matchup. Like, they would, you know, be like the whole revenge uh, talking thing, you know, the oh, storyline. Press, press pause. I got to go change my adult male diaper real quick. <laughs> I think I just shit myself. <laughs> All right. Scariest AFC team. Nobody for me this week. Oh, wow. Okay. The AFC left a weird taste in my mouth. The AFC <laughs> this week was like. Speaking when you, of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> The AFC this week was like when you have one of those weird throw-up burps that <laughs> sit in the back of your throat, and then they have an aftertaste of a hot dogs, and you're like, mm. I haven't had a hot dog in months. That's mm. the AFC right now. The Bills got beat by the Jets, and Allen is a little banged up. He might be injured. He got a little elbow uh, injury. The, the mm. Chiefs had trouble again against the Titans. The Dolphins have an explosive, shiny, and sexy offense, but their defense made the rebuilding Bears look like a perennial playoff squad. I left week nine with more AFC questions than answers. So I'm going to say the jury's still out on that. Interesting. Hmm. Scariest NFC team? Mm. Well, I think maybe I'm just a little tired of saying that the Eagles are the scariest team in the <laughs> NFC because they're undefeated. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it's hard to ignore their soft schedule when yeah. you watch some of these other teams out here fighting tooth and nail to get these wins. Um, 
And also, I feel like we're getting to that part of the season where I am thinking kind of this goes back to my Dolphins take um, where I'm looking beyond the record. And I'm just kind of like really thinking about what I'm seeing on the field um, and and what I would truly be the most frightened to deal with at the moment. Um, And right now in the NFC, I'm really I'm feeling these Seahawks, bro. Um, Mm. We all know that Gino is having a moment that nobody would have predicted. Um, but these coaches deserve a major mm. shout out because they've, I've said it before. They turned this defense from worst, uh, worst to first. <laughs> I don't know if they're first, but you know, it's mm. a, yeah. you know, top, top five anyway. Yeah. Pete Carroll, um, man, he could, he should be coaching <clears throat> a year, a coach of year conversation. I it, absolutely. I mean, they're currently in the, in the top five, top 10 of all defensive metrics at the moment. I'm talking take takeaways, sacks, QB hits, tackles for a loss. I mean, this this is definitely a top ten defense, I, and it, that with combined with Geno playing better than we ever could have imagined, combined with this running back that they got, combined with the fact that they still have Lockett and Metcalf, it's like and Noah Fant is starting to come on. It's like I don't know. I don't want to play these Seahawks. I would never want to play them. Mm. So that's yeah. where I'm at. I like it. I said the Eagles again. Uh, mm. I just feel like because you're a basic was... bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they beat the Texas. They beat another tomato can. They're, they're, they're Roy Jones. They're Roy Jones Jr. If we fight, who do they get put in front of us? And uh, I'm just gonna beat the shit out of them. Uh, and they 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 beat the Texans, but this was their most complete performance, I think, where they kind of yeah. didn't <clears throat> let off the gas, and they had a little bit of adversity, and they figured it out, and. Uh, so I got to stick with the Eagles, man, until uh, until further notice. Each and every one in the building, baby. Each and every one in the building. And then our final new segment <laughs> that we laughed about on the phone, and now we're going to do it now, is what? Who? We got to put some spec on some names. All right? So, so <laughs> who are we going to put some spec on, man? They, uh, they, what? Who earned some respect? And I'm gonna say mm. first and foremost that I I have not put some spec on this person's name. And that's Geno Smith, man. Mm. It's time for me to do that, man. He's he's just balling for real. And uh last year, this time of the year, I would have had to put some spec on Josh Allen's name because I was out here hating. And uh this this year, since it's the first time we're doing it, I'm gonna have to put some respect on my name. For uh Geno Smith. <laughs> That's a good candidate. I could have gone with Gino as well, but I think this week I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Mm. Um, again, we said it, even even in a loss, this guy – like have you ever seen a quarterback that felt more like a winner in a loss? You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you really get the sense that this kid is coming on. Yeah. He's coming alive. Um, Burfuss is doing a great job with him. Yeah, finally it yeah. seems like they understand what they have and, and yeah. that they actually – you know, because when a new coach comes in with a with a quarterback like that, is it's like, all right, well, I didn't draft this kid, and yeah. you don't know if they're really going to give him a chance. And in the first couple of games of the year, it kind of felt like, okay, are they just trying to self sabotage so that they can move on from Justin Fields? What's right. going on here? And then finally, they they figured out a way to make it click, and this kid is is catching fire. I think he's, I, I yeah, I, I'm rooting for him. Uh, and I think he definitely deserves all the respect that he's uh, certain to get. So put some put respect, respect on his on name. name. <laughs> you mm-hmm. said it right with it. Put some respect on my name. 
All right, that's been uh, another episode of Spinnerfell. Thanks so much for checking it out. That has been week nine in the books. We'll be back with a week 10 preview. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, um, until then, we're going to go ahead and get out of here, man. Let's Thanks it. again, man. It's been Jonathan Rollins and Skiff Misara for another wrap up episode of Spinnerfell. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Later, y'all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.